And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems. I'm a lawyer. This is live. Local Bay Area Radio, 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I've got all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. 866-536-1000. Call it in. We love the stories. I've got David Brown doing research. You know the drill. You're getting two lawyers for nothing. You can't beat that deal. I don't want your credit card, your pink slip, your wife, your husband, your significant other, nothing. I just want your story because we love those stories. Here's a story for you. Denise in Redwood City, Len Tillum. Why are you calling a lawyer, Denise? Hi, Len. I've been a fan for years. It's so awesome to talk to you. Well, thank you. What's going on? Len, I've been renting the house that I'm in for four years from a wonderful man. He lives uh, in Spain, but his stepdaughter here has acted as the property manager. It's always We've always assumed that when he died, the property would go to her. He died, and right before he died, he changed or added a will and left it to his girlfriend in Spain. So now both sides are telling us not to pay the other side. In fact, someone came to our door representing the girlfriend in Spain saying, if we did pay uh, the stepdaughter, we could be in a lot of trouble. Um, well, did a lawyer know, come? Did a lawyer come? Well, who came? No, a detective? A real- a real estate broker came with a business card and asked for my rent and said that the house was going to be for sale. Since he had nothing but a business card, um, I said, I don't feel comfortable giving you anything until Absolutely. I have legal paperwork. So you want to know... I'm not even sure what to ask for. You want to know what to do with the rent, yes. right? Well, yes. let me explain something. It's easy for you. Don't pay the rent. Just don't pay it. And let me explain why. What was the landlord's first name? Gene. Dean. All right. When Dean was alive, he owned the house. You paid the rent to Dean or his agent. Dean is right. The deed is in the name of Dean. Right. Dean. Dean died. And there's a will. So the house is still in Dean's name. You understand that? It belongs to Dean. Dean's dead. So the daughter says, Dad wanted to give the house to me. The girlfriend said, my my boyfriend, Dean, wanted to give the house to me. The girlfriend Right now, nobody owns the house. It's still owned by Dean. And you don't know whether the girlfriend's going to win or the daughter's going to win. The home is only, you got to get this in Dean's name only. Because there's a will, and we do a lot of this work, it's called probate. You know, that's what we do in the office. Until an executor or an administrator is appointed by the court, nobody has the right to collect rent from you. And no one even has the right to evict you. You know, it's just because you're the daughter or the girlfriend, they can't evict you. They're not in charge of the estate. They have no standing to go into court. One of them will have to be appointed the executor or administrator. And then when the money is paid, they can't put it in their pocket. They have to keep it in the probate estate. So until either the stepdaughter or the girlfriend have legal legal standing to sue you in an eviction, unlawful detainer action, don't give them any money. You got it? Save what the rent. You're, you're not... What document do they need to give us so that we know what the cue is to pay somebody? Okay. And, and by the way, let me, let me say this first. Do not spend the rent money. You're going to have to pay it sooner or later. Yeah. Okay. I, I, opened, I opened up a little um, separate bank account. Exactly. Each month. Rent in there yes. Rent. Don't think of it as yours because it's not. And if you spend okay. it, it's a problem. So what you have to do is there will be an order appointing from the court somebody is executor or administrator of the will. You got it? The court will give you an order appointing them. 
Do you understand that? Yes. So you will see papers there. And until you get that, you know, the, the court will order letters testamentary. You got it? Letters testamentary. You'll see it. And, you know, when you get something from the court that looks official, call me up. I'll, you could fax it to me or scan it and send it to me. I'll look at it for nothing. But when you see the letters testamentary by the court in the upper left-hand corner of the papers is a court seal, whoever's appointed as executor or administrator will be the one to pay the rent to. But until somebody's appointed to be in charge of the estate, you have no idea who to pay. And this, this yeah. real estate broker who shows up, screw him. You know, some sleazy guy will take your money. It's gone. By the way, if you pay the money to the wrong person like a dope, which you're not, you can't use it as a defense. Well, I gave it to the wrong person. They'll say, yeah. too bad, you pay it to us anyway. Okay. So right now, don't pay anybody. And when you get some letters or whatever you get, if you call me up. Call me on the radio. I'll talk to you for nothing. Got it? Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. And I can't tell you how smart you are to be putting the money in the bank. Okay, good. Yeah, I set it aside. Because it's not yours. With my regular funds. Exactly. It's not yours. Keep paying it. And do you have a lease or your month to month? Well, we had a lease, but it expired. We only had a one-year lease, and we've been month to month for the last four years. Yes, when they decide to sell the house, they can have they have to give you sixty days notice. They can't throw you out. Who knows? They made this. If the daughter gets it from the father, she gets the low property tax because a transfer from parent to child doesn't increase the Prop Thirteen taxes. She'd be okay. smart to keep it. Rents, you know, property is low now. Rents are nice yeah. to get, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Yes. Yes. There, so Thank it goes. you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. 866-536-1000. You, you see that call? She calls me up, gets an answer. Some other lawyer, if she goes, sits in his office, would have cost her $300. You know, how are you? What's going on? I got to fill out an intake. We don't need that crap. 866-536-1000. I'm like McLaw here. Fast. You know, drive up law. Phil in Martinez. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Phil? Hey, Len, thanks for taking my call. Listen to you forever. Uh, my mother's uh, in a conservatorship. My brother and sister are the conservators. And um, you know, my dad passed away a while ago, and they couldn't get her power of attorney because she's so far gone with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And she's in, a, she's in a home. Now, I was talking to my brother that is the conservator. There's four of us. That when I die, whatever I got coming, he says I doesn't go to my heirs. No, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait a second. For, first of all, it's your mother's house, and even though you know she's out of it because she's got Alzheimer's, did she do before she was out of it while she was still you know compass mentis while she still had capacity? Did she do a will or a trust? No. There's nothing. So your mother, when no, she died, my dad, my dad did. No, 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 no. I moved in here to take care of both of them. Wait a second. Your dad did a trust. Did he do a trust with your mother or just his no, own he, trust? He started all that too late, and then he died. So he did and nothing. Didn't get done. And then uh, he didn't do anything right. Okay. So, and your mother didn't do anything. Right. And somebody told you that if you die before your mother, you have children, Phil. Yes, I have. Well, I have one deceased and one a daughter still alive. Okay. The one who died, did that one have children? No. Okay. So you have a surviving daughter, and somebody told you that if you die before your mother, your surviving daughter doesn't get your share, that she gets nothing, right? Right. Who told you that? 
My brother. Your brother's a horse's ass and a stupid SOB. <laughs> no, he's not really. You are right, but he's wrong. He, well, anyway, he's incorrect. Your mother has no will or trust, so her estate will pass by what's called intestate succession. This is the work we do in my office all the time, wills and trusts. Last, yeah, I, know, you know, I listen to you every yeah, day. Yeah, and how it says wills and, and how it says on a will, uh, last will and testament. If you don't have a will, you die intestate, no will. And your mother has no husband. And California, write this down. You got access to a computer, Phil? Yes, I'm sitting in front of it right now. You, I want you to Google California probate because you're going to show it to your brother. California probate code section 6402. 6402? Yeah, I'll explain it to you right now, but you're going to look it up. California Probate Code Section 6402. And that says that when a person dies intestate, everything goes to their issue if there's no husband. You got it? And she has no husband. That means if you die before your mother, your issue will get like fruit of your loin. So it means your daughter, if you die before your mother, will get your share. Great. All right. And and I wouldn't look. First of all, don't worry about it. Your brother, even you know, he's not trying to rip you off. You're saying, right? Oh, I know. I know that for a fact. Well, let me explain he's something. Not trying to rip, he can't rip you off anyway. He Here's why. He can't rip you off. He's wrong. That's it. And tell him I apologize for calling him a horse's ass. You know, no, I, um, <laughs> I call him that, too. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you're allowed. So <laughs> wait. The reason he, even if he wanted to, and I know he doesn't want to, the reason he couldn't rip you off is because all of this is going to go through probate. And the court will say, the judge knows probate code section 6402, and if you die before your mother, it'll go to your daughter. But why do you think you, are you sick? Is there like something wrong with you? Oh, I've been an insulin dependent diabetic for 40 years. I, you know, I'm blind in one eye. I've had bypassers. I'm not, you know, I'm not in the best of health, and I, I was just concerned. Right. Is She's it, had Alzheimer's forever, and, and uh, but by the way, she hasn't known who I am over ten years. Is she on medical right now? No. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. She's getting medical to pay for the nursing home, right? No, we're paying for the nursing home. Uh, well, my dad didn't want. My dad didn't want to do that. Okay, all right. He, he said he could afford it. All right, so there's plenty of cash in the estate besides the besides the house. Right. Good. Okay, that's oh, all. Because the reason I said this was, if your mother was on Medi-Cal, and Medi-Cal tries to assert a lien against your mother's house when she dies, the fact that you're disabled could extinguish Medi-Cal liens or recovery. It's just something else I wanted because I figured, you know. You know, it's costing eight, nine thousand dollars a month for your mother to be in a nursing home, right? Uh, no, it's about four grand. It's a pretty good place. There's about six, seven people in the home. Oh, she's in a assist- people that take the people that take care of her are wonderful. They're, your your mother is not in a nur- your mother's not in a nursing home. She's in an assisted living facility. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That much when I said it. Your mother's still ambulatory and can walk around. Assist- no, she can actually. All right, but they, they gotta, but they push her around in a wheelchair and they okay. Pick her up and, Much better to be in assisted living facility, you know, like board and care, than a nursing home. Much less restrictive, oh, yeah. you know. Much better. Okay, and that the medical doesn't cover. Anyway, forget I said all of that stuff. But don't worry, your kids will get it, and I'm sure you'll outlive your mother. That's the way it should be. Okay. Thank you, Len. Thanks for all your trouble. You're quite welcome. You got legal problems. I've got legal answers. Eight six six. 
5361000. My next caller from Santa Cruz, we want to help her, her sister, and her partner save their home. I'm like the Lone Ranger. I'm going to save their home. Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866 536 1000. You got legal problems? Pick up the phone and call me. I'd love to hear from you. Karen in Santa Cruz. Len Tillum, Karen, how come you're calling a lawyer? Yes, Len. Um, you know, I love your show. Thank you. I'm glad I could get through today. <clears throat> well, actually, I have a sister who lives in Sonora with her partner, and they're not domestic partners. But her. This is, this her is two women, right? Two women. Okay. And um, her, her partner has been on Medi Cal for quite some time. She'd had cancer and some other issues. And basically, they get a notification once about every year about being over 55. So she does own her home outright, and they're needing kind of the quickest, fastest, cheapest way. To protect themselves because her partner does have two children. Well, um, let, let me ask some questions. I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sister, how old is she? She's uh, 51. And her partner is how old? 50. How, tell me the partner's name, the 50-year-old lady, so I can refer to her that way. What's her first name? Uh, Sherry. Okay. So Sherry's 50 years old. She's not married to your sister, and they're not registered as domestic partners. And she has been on Medi-Cal for her cancer, right? Yeah. Is the cancer terminal? No. Oh, so she's still getting Medi-Cal benefits. And Sherry is worried that if she dies, Medi-Cal is going to come and say, you owe me all this money that we've laid out for you and take the home away. Something like that, right? right? Exactly. Okay. Here's the deal. When Sherry dies, the home is not subject to a Medi-Cal estate claim for anything Medi-Cal has spent if she dies before she's 55. Okay. You follow me? Unless she goes into a nursing home. Nursing home money that Medi-Cal pays out is subject to recovery even if you're younger than 55. But what kind of cancer does she have? Uh, Leukemia. Yeah, the thing with cancer is it's terrible, but it doesn't put you in a nursing home. With cancer... I mean, it's not, it's horrible and, and you can function. And maybe the last yeah. few months of your life, you know, Medi-Cal pay to bring in a hospital bed. You can die in your own house with cancer. You know, they take care, hospice does a good job. You don't wind up in a nursing home because of cancer usually, right? Do you follow right. me? You know, they yeah. get, they get a, a medical bed that goes up and down. They put you in a separate room. Everybody's around you. So you're not in a nursing home at least. So if she should die before she's 55, Medi-Cal gets no money back, all right? Um, When when Sherry dies, does she want the house to go to her partner, or does she want it to go to her children? What is Sherry? Um, Primarily her children, right, is what she's most concerned with, but her partner as well. How how old are her children? Her children are in their early 30s. Oh, okay. So if she's worried about the estate claim... Um, mm-hmm. what she can do is, um, well, does your sister have a bunch of money? Because if they get married, does your sister have a bunch of money? She doesn't really have a bunch of money right now. I mean, she does she have less than $125,000? Yes, she does. Well, if they got married well, and how much income does your sister have? Um, she probably makes 
oh, I hate to kind of say it, maybe a little over 40 grand, 50 grand. Something she makes 40 like or 50 that. grand a year. Well, mm-hmm. if they got married, your sister's assets and income might disqualify Sherry from Medi-Cal benefits. And Social Security as well. I, I uh, Social Security, is she getting SSDI or SSI? SSI. SSI, they'd look at the partner's assets. So getting married is not a good idea. That's not okay. a good idea. All right? Okay. because okay, they will. That's why they stay unmarried. Um, right. A better idea is that Sherry, we do these all the time. Sherry can mm-hmm. put the home into an irrevocable trust. It, it's okay. really lawyering. What, what happens is the trust is irrevocable so that when Sherry dies, your sister can say to Medi-Cal, hey, she didn't own anything when she was alive, you know, when she died. So it extinguishes right. Medi-Cal recovery. You don't just write irrevocable on a trust. It's a special trust. The trust will protect the property from Medi-Cal. And what she might put into the trust, in this irrevocable trust, is that your sister can reside, live in the property after Sherry's right. death. Then when okay, your sister great. dies, because, you know, it's like they're married. They are married. They love each other. So, you know, if I die, I'm not giving my house to my wife. I'm giving it, I'm not giving my house to my kids. I'm giving it to my wife. When she dies, the kids get it. Right. So, you know, Sherry has to take care of her wife or whatever you call it. You know what I mean? Right. So (laughs) what do you call it? I don't know. You know, each other. I don't know. I don't know who knows, but they love each other. And then they're, you know, that's fine. Okay. (laughs) So when your sister dies... The irrevocable trust is over, and the property will be distributed to the children. I've done over 600 of these trusts since 2002, and they work well, okay? Okay. Yeah. So, I'm an add-on. It is in Sonora, and how much, I mean, so they won't get ripped off when they approach someone? They cost anywhere from 2000 to $3,000, depending on the lawyer. Okay. But you can't. You've got to go to a lawyer who does Medi-Cal planning. If it's okay. just a lawyer who does some bankruptcy and divorce and this, and they're not going to know what they're talking about. They live in Sonora. Right. I'm not sure I know anybody up there in, in Sonora. Where's that? That's in the gold country, huh? Yeah. yeah you know, go on the... Probably, inter- yeah. Yeah. They could probably go to San Francisco or, I guess, Sonoma. Yeah, you know, let, here's what they can do. Uh, California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform. No, I'm sorry, wait. Um, um, it's not Canner. It's uh, Na- a National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, NALA. NALA.com has listing of lawyers who do this kind of work. Um, you know, go to my webpage. It's lentillum.com. You know, and, and get ready for this. David even goes. David says he's gone to Sonora. We send David around to sign trusts. We could take care of it and help him do it. Go to lentillum.com. Really, go to lentillum.com. Read about irrevocable trusts in Medi-Cal. We can take care of them. We've done those. All right? Okay. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for calling, Len. We've got more coming for you. 866-536-1000. Stick around. We've got news and stories. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I got legal answers. Deborah, you got legal problems. Let me give you some answers. How come you're calling a lawyer? I, well, I'll have to kind of frame the story. I joined my company in 1991, and they transferred me to Chicago. Um, I went into a health club and wanted to join, and I asked them 
if I get transferred before this contract is over, what do I do? Can I get out of this? And they explained to me, yes, you can write a cancellation letter and send it certified mail, um, and we'll cancel the contract. Is exactly what I did. When did you cancel the contract? 1992, spring of 92. So what's that, like 21, 22 years ago? Correct. Now, wait, wait, that's 22 years ago. Don't tell me somebody's trying to collect that bill from you now. Yes. And I've moved. I've been a gypsy. I've lived in Boston. And they keep somebody sells this debt, I think, and it's a new company that calls me every time. Wait, wait, you're getting calls from a collection agency that they threaten to sue you? Correct. How much do they want? 1400 and something. Okay, everybody listen. This is classic low-life dog collection agencies, scum of the earth, bottom fishing suckers. Ugh, here's the story. They can't sue you, and they knew it, know it. They cannot sue you. You had a written contract with the gym. Even if, you know, forget about the letter and the certified letter. There's a four-year statute of limitations for suing when somebody breaks a written contract. So... You wow. s- even if you tore up the contract and didn't send the letter, which you didn't do, but it doesn't matter. They can only sue you on this debt for four years. They cannot sue you, and I swear to God they know this. They are merely trying to extort money out of you at this point. You know, right. you um, know the health club wrote this debt off 20 years ago. There are these agencies that pay less than a penny on the dollar, and they collect them, and then they try and extort and threaten people to get money from them. <sighs> let, let me tell you they are legally allowed to call you. They can do it. But you can stop them from calling you. Do you have their name or address? You know where yes, they are? I do. Okay. If you send them a letter telling them not to call you, and you say, look, don't call me anymore. This debt is beyond the statute of limitations, and you can't sue me. The Fair okay. Debt Collection Practices Act, both federal and state, you can Google Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, says that after they, after they get the letter, if they call you again, you can sue them in small claims court and collect like $500 or more. So okay. just send them a letter, but don't pay it. And Deborah, don't even worry that it's going to hurt your credit. It's nonsense. Don't even worry about that stuff, okay? They're trying to tell me that every time they contact me, it starts the statute over. No, no. They, they, <laughs> you know, I, I sw- and they know that. Let me explain what happens. Here's a trick they call reaffirmation of the debt. So how much do they say you, you owe them? About fourteen hundred, a little better. Okay, so let's say you really owed them fourteen hundred. If you say they say, well, you owe us twenty five hundred. They say you owe us twenty five hundred. You like a dope say no, I owe you fourteen hundred. They could argue that's a reaffirmation of the debt, and it starts the statute of limitations running all over. But it doesn't. It, it, you haven't said that, and all they're saying is every time they call you, it starts it running again. That's nonsense. The courts do not want 22-year-old bills litigated. The evidence is gone. Witnesses are gone. It, you know, and, you know, I, I'll tell you, these you people... Google this company's name. Tell us the company's name. What's, what's their name? Tell us their name. Performance Asset Recovery. Performance, they're, yeah. They're low. You know, I used to... Le- go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. You go. They're in Lake Elsinore, California. Okay. So you write them a letter, and and, and then if they call you again after they get the letter, we'll sue their ass in small claims court. I'll help you. And and by the way, I'll give you a perspective. I I used to get these callers when I was younger, and really and truly, sometimes I'd get so mad at them, you know, just collections. I don't get collections. I seem to pay my debts. But, you know, 
trying to sell me stuff or even the elections, all these calls you. I'd, I'd, sometimes I'd F-bomb them, you know, or insult their mothers. And then my wife says, <laughs> you know, you get so mad at them. You know what I mean? You know, you want to yeah. say, because it's a phone. It's like, you know, so. Um, it's total harassment. They'll call me like five times oh, in one yeah. day. I, I know. And, and, but it's some young dope who can't get a better job, who's getting $8 an hour to do this. Can you imagine how their ears feel? You think you, you and I are the only... But anyway, if it makes you feel better, F-bomb them, if you want. Oh. <laughs> right? Right? You know, but I will just do that. <laughs> send them a letter. But again, you're, you're sending to some young dummy who can't get a better job. Do you think they want to have this job? They get, they don't, I'm, I don't think they get off on it. But um, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, send them a letter, a certified letter. If you, they won't accept a certified letter. Just send them a letter, keep a copy, and say, you may not call me anymore. Put the, you know, whatever information you have, statute limitations. And then when they call you again, you call me back. You're in, you can come into my office in Sonoma for free. I'll help you fill out the papers. I'm in Sonoma. And we'll sue them in small claims court. You can do it without me, but I'll help you. Okay? I appreciate that. Thank Anytime. You Thank you. Okay? Matt in San Jose. Len Tiller, Matt, why are you calling a lawyer? Len, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Well... We made an honest mistake uh, in our office here. We are, we're a small company, have about 20 employees, and I uh, forgot to click the button on approved payroll uh, in April 1st, and so nobody got paid on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and Monday we realized our mistake, and we paid everybody on Tuesday. Most of this is done electronically and online. Right. And um, don't know how we forgot. We just we just forgot. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, Has this ever happened before? No, first time. Okay, so I bet you some of your employees got bounce checks or something? Yeah. Yeah, we got some people that said, hey, our rent checks bounced. Ugh. And uh, and then now we have to go over there and hand deliver a certified check. And, right, right, right. You know, it's going to hurt my credit perhaps. It, it might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt. Look, your employees are valuable. And um, are they, some of them say, we're going to take you to the labor board or something? Yeah, people are saying, you know, we might we might notify the labor board of this issue because, as the as our employee handbook says, we get paid on the first and fifteenth. Yeah, look, California, you blew it. Look, California Labor Code Section two hundred four. You can Google it. California Labor Code Section two hundred four. It says all wages for work done between the sixteenth and the last day of the month has to be paid to the employee by the tenth day of the next month. So if you paid them off by the fifth of the month, you should be okay. Wait, wait a minute. You gave them checks. Forget all that stuff. You gave them checks and they bounced. So some labor lawyers, a labor lawyer would, would sue you for late paychecks. Look at unfair business practice, business and professions code 17200. Here's what I'm saying. It's your fault. You screwed up. Yep. And to take a hard-assed opinion like too bad, it, it, you know, it works better when you admit a mistake. You know, the, the lawyers and doctors, they find everybody makes mistakes. We've made mistakes. If you take a position, you know, you're mean about it or it's too bad, you get sued. If you say to them, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and make it up, you're not going to get sued. They'll understand. So you screwed up. If your employees come to you with return check fees for checks bounced that month, do the right thing and cover their losses. It is your fault. Absolutely. That's what we intend to do. But the threat to the labor board. Look, don't worry about the threat to the labor board. You make it right. Cover the checks. Say, I'm sorry. Don't fire anybody for the threat. You know, some kind of retaliate. Just it'll go away. You know, they're pissed. And even if they report you to the labor board, you made it good. This is the first time it's happened. How long have you been in business? 
uh, 10 years. You never did this before. They're not going to no. do it. They don't, they're so busy with real rip-off bosses who don't pay employees and cheat people for overtime. They're not interested in you. Don't even worry. Just say, I'm sorry this happened. Any bounce check fees you get or any problems with your landlord, you give me the bill, I'll pay it. Done. Sounds good. All right? Well, don't worry about the right, labor work. But really, be nice and bring, bring them a box of donuts tomorrow or some Danish. Bring something in. Make or Buy them lunch. Bring lunch into the office, you know? Cost you a few hundred bucks, a little bit of goodwill. Get them some Thai food or something. Everybody likes Thai food. <laughs> all right. Bring so. it in, all right? All right, Len. Thanks Thank you. Len Tillum, we got lots more. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I got all kinds of legal answers. We want to hear from you. Stick around. Good stories coming. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. Lewis in Union City. How come you're calling a lawyer, Lewis? Because when at 3 o'clock in the morning, the police came to my door, knocked on the door. I opened the door. They insisted I come outside, handcuffed me went through everything, and told me a woman called 911 from a cell phone, disposable. They had no record of her, couldn't figure out, couldn't find out who she was. But I'm out there for a half hour in handcuffs. How long can, what can they do? How long can they hold you in handcuffs and not arrest you? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, was this like last week in the middle of the night and it was freezing? When did this happen? August 30th. Oh, okay. So they get a call from some woman, they don't know who it is, saying, help, help, does she name you or she just gives your address? Just address. She didn't know my name, I don't think. Help, help, this guy's doing this and this to me, and they come in and they search your house, right? Yeah. Okay. They were mad at me. And what? They were mad at me. Yeah, yeah, they thought you are a, a, you know, a do-better or something like that. You know, but wait a second. So... They lock you up. They didn't beat you up, and when they saw there was nobody in your house, they took the handcuffs off and said, good night, I'm sorry, right? You didn't wind up in jail, did you? Oh, through the whole time, they were threatening me with jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wound up. But they let you go when they found there was no woman in the house, and it was a mistake, right? Yes. Okay. So, who do you want to sue? The cops? Who do you want to sue? Well... Who gives them okay to, to keep me there held for half an hour in handcuffs? They get a call. It's an emergency. They're allowed to do that. That's reasonable. It's like a search, you know? If there's an emergency, they're allowed to do it, and they're very sensitive to domestic violence. Look, first of all, it's more than six months. This happened August 30th. So it's been more yeah. than six months since it happened. It's too late for you to file a complaint against the police department and sue the cops because it's more than six months since the I incident. The in, I put the complaint in before it was six months. Yeah. Then you got to say, what are your damages? And you, you, you follow me? Your damages are they kept you handcuffed in August outside your house. What Did you have a robe on or you were there in your underwear? I'm there in the underwear. You're standing there, what, on your front porch in your underwear? Kind of embarrassing. Did anybody walk by and see you? Nobody walked by. All right. So here's what I'm saying. If this went to trial and you said to a jury, I was handcuffed in front of my house. Are you married, single? Do you live alone? What's your story? I live alone. Okay. And how old are you? 68. All right. So if you say to a jury, I was handcuffed for what, about an hour, a half hour? How long were you handcuffed in front of your house? I'm thinking a half hour. A half hour. It wasn't. Okay, about a half hour. 
nobody saw you. Um, they didn't put they didn't put you in the back of the car with the handcuffs behind you, did they? You were standing on your porch, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yes. So you say to a jury, how much are your damages? I know to you it's worth a million dollars, but it's just not worth that much to a jury. They're not going to give you very much. So you're not going to find a lawyer to take this case. Second of all, the cops have a reason. You know, did they? Re- you think they made it up that they didn't get this call? It sounds to- they really got this call, didn't they? How do I know? Did they give you a transcript of the nine one one call? Give me a transcript of the police report. And it says, you know, cops don't lie like that. You know, I, why? What? what you you're not a you're a, a white guy, right? Yeah. You're a white guy who lives in Union City. You pay your taxes. You go to work. There's no warrants out for your arrest, right? You're a good... You, you know, it's not like there's yeah. any... There's no reason for them to jump on you unless this really happened. You follow me on this? Really. White people don't get arrested as easily as people of color now. You know, unfortunately, that's true, but they didn't make this up. They got a call. They were doing their job. It's not worth anything. Um, well, what? It's not worth it. Yes. Except to me, I'm out. I didn't work. I couldn't work the next two days. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? I'm an investor. You're an investor. Yes. Are you a? Are you? Are you a really rich guy? No, I'm not that rich. Do Do you have ten grand to spend on lawyers going after this nonsense? Well. You want it's, it's going to, if you came to see, you're not going to get, it's not an investment. You're never going to get 10 grand back. You might get justice or, you know, somebody comes to a lawyer's office and says it's the principle of the thing. Lawyers get crazy when somebody says it's the principle of the thing because they don't have principles. And what it doesn't so mean. How do I get, how I mean, do I get the police report unredacted? Oh, no, you got to redact it. So you'd have to file a lawsuit, hire a lawyer, file a lawsuit. You don't know the name of the defendant, the woman. So you'd have to file name. You can sue her more than six months. You'd have to file a lawsuit. Name the defendants as Doe's D O E S Doe's one through fifty. Then you'd file a subpoena for an unredacted nine one one transcript and the recording if they still have it. That's going to cost you five ten grand with lawyers. You know, as soon as somebody comes to a lawyer and says it's the principle of the thing, the lawyer's going to charge you a lot of money because he ain't interested in your principles. It's going to cost you five, ten grand. As an investor, it's a crappy investment. Let it go. I'm telling you, let it go. I just saved you ten grand. Yeah, I know, but it hurts. It, it after you spend ten grand, you get bupkis back from the lawyers. It'll hurt more. Trust me yeah, on you're that. Right. Yeah, all right. I'm right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're right. Thank you. Send a contribution to the police league. It'll make you feel better. Boy, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that didn't happen to me. You know what that means? You can call up the cops and, and you can hassle some. Don't do it. Ugh, don't do it. They'll catch it. I'll hit you with two felonies and you're dumb enough to use a phone. They'll trace to you. Don't do it. That was a dumb idea. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.